Come on, let's lift up the name of Jesus Christ. There is none other in heaven or on earth. Welcome to another episode of Hope in Christ with Denise. Here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast, where we place our hope in the only hope there is. Christ our Lord. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influences Broadcast. I am your host, Pastor Denise, and I welcome you back to today's broadcast. We have a phenomenal author from the Hope in Christ Book Club that will be sharing with us today. But before we begin, we're going to open with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you, O God, for your word. We thank you, O God, for um, this opportunity, God. We thank you, O God, for all that you have for us, O God. We thank you, O God, for your man of God. We thank you for what you are going to say through him. And we pray, O God, that your will be done in our lives and that someone will get something from what you have to say today, tonight, this evening, wherever they are in the world, God. So we thank you and we praise you for it in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, thank you all for tuning in to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influences Broadcast. Remember, at Hope in Christ, we are healthy overcomers' purpose, and we maintain our eternal perspective as we seek our true identity in Christ Jesus. So before we go any further, uh, we want to bring on our guest, um, David Harris, and he's going to introduce himself to us. I'm David Harris. I am a uh, minister. I'm a painter, painting contractor. I also am a author. I wrote my first book entitled A Song for Support, and I look forward to uh, talking to you and telling you about it. Thank you, David, for joining us. So, thank you. Can you go ahead and tell us? Um, we jump right in and tell us about um, your book. Tell us what it's all about. Okay, the book, A Song for Zippor, is about the wife of Moses, his uh, Ethiopian wife. A lot is not known about her, so I decided to make up a story about her. And what I did, I paralleled her life with the lives of other women in the Bible, like Hannah, like Sarah, and like Rebecca. We don't know about her, so I figured her life was kind of like hers. Of course, you know, Moses, he left Egypt after he killed a man, and he went to a place called Midian, and there he met a uh, woman by the name of Zipporah at a well. You probably saw that in the uh, movie, The Ten Commandments, when he went to that well and he drove off from shepherds. But prior to that, we don't know anything about her. So I made up a story about her life a couple of years before they met, fell in love, and eventually they got married. Wow, sounds very interesting. So can you tell us um, your favorite part um, of the story? Not to give away too much of the story, but your favorite part. Okay. I'll tell you, my favorite part is at the end of the story. Zippor, uh, she had had some dreams prior to that. She didn't quite understand them. But at the end of the story, her father was asking her some questions. He, he said, Moses, he wants to marry one of the daughters of uh, Jethro. And she, she was in love with him, and, and he was telling her, <laughs> You're going to love it. He was telling her about all those dreams that she had 
and how they were unfolding. And this is what happened in the end. Moses was in the field with his sheep. And Jethro said he wants to uh, marry one of the daughters of Jethro. This same Moses that you uh, we know you like, you had some dreams about a man. You had some dreams about some uh, visions of some animals, and one of them had a gold ring in their ear. It was a, it was a lamb, and she kept looking at her father, looking at Moses, and everything was unraveling. Her dreams was unfolding right before her very eyes, and then Moses came, and 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 came out the field with the sheep, and he looked her right in the face. He got so close to her he could smell her breath, and he told her he wanted to marry her. And she was shaking because back in those days, uh, you just, a woman just went forward and, and told a man that she loved him. They didn't come out and do it like they do it nowadays. And she was holding on to her father, and she finally let him loose, and she grabbed Moses and gave him a great big hug, and he just planted a big old kiss on her, and he kissed her for a long time. I mean, stars and and, 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 and all kinds of things went off, and then they start singing a song. You, you just got to read the story. I, I tell you, you you're going to love it. I guarantee you'll love it. Your readers will love it. It's in paperback on Amazon, and it's also on my website. You'll love it. I guarantee it. That's my favorite part about when, they, they, when he, he said, I want, I want to marry you. Amen, amen. So what would you say is your main theme of your book, throughout your book, your main theme that you chose to weave throughout the book? The main theme is this, and it's basically uh, aimed at women. It is this. Behind every successful man is a good woman. You don't hear a lot about Zipporah, but she was married to Moses for about 40 years before they went back to Egypt. So she must have knew a lot about him, and he knew a lot about her. And she probably, no doubt, supported him because when they went back to Egypt, she went with him. So the main theme is behind every successful man, is a good woman. Doesn't matter how quiet she is. Doesn't matter how little she says or is known about her. And we don't know a lot about Zipporah, but I can guarantee you, she had to be a good woman. Being married for forty years, she uh, bore him two sons, and they went back to Egypt. So the main thing is, the main theme is behind every good man is a successful woman, and Zipporah was just that woman. Wow, I love it, I love it, I love it. Um, Thank it you. sounds really interesting. Um, I like to read the historical book where where they take the characters. I don't know if you're familiar with Francine yeah. Rivers, where she takes the biblical characters and creates stories. So um, you may want to check her out as well. But she okay. um, that's what it made me think <clears throat> about when you were speaking. So my next okay. question is, is there a part two or is there another book that you have coming out? Yes, it is. The, the sequel is called Moses and Zipporah, A Love Story. And uh, I already had the manuscript written. I just I haven't uh, gotten it uh, to a publisher. I may publish with Amazon or I might this time go with a traditional publisher because last time, the one that I have now, A Song for Zipporah, is self-published. Uh, it's, it's okay. And I, I've been to a few bookshops and books uh, signings and a couple of churches here and there. And it did okay. But I might go another route and, and go with a publisher. But uh, there's a sequel out. I already had the manuscript. I got the ISBN and everything. All I have to do is just um, uh, send it out. Send it out. But I'm going to wait and see how this one does. But, yes, there's one already out. It's called Moses and Zipporah, a love story. And you will love it. I guarantee it. Amen. So my next question is, um, 
your writing process? So I know you said sometimes that being independent publishing, and I'm an independent um, writer as well. <laughs> what do you think? First, the first question is, what do you think is the most difficult part of that process of writing? <sighs> I really don't know. I didn't have a, a difficult time with it because prior to writing my book, I was writing poetry, and I've been writing poetry for probably 45 years or more. I was, when I was 11 or 12 years old, I always liked to write because I found it fascinating to put some on paper to convey an idea. So I've been writing for years. So it wasn't hard for me. I knew what I wanted to write. I just wasn't sure who I would write about. So I decided I'll write about someone important, but you don't know a lot about, but had a good impact on someone's life. Everybody has heard of Abraham. Everybody has heard of of uh, Adam, and everybody have heard of Moses, but no one knows about Moses' wife, so I said, I'll write about her. For me, it was easy. It wasn't difficult because it's something I've been doing ever since I was 11, 12 years old. So for me, no difficulty, just just plain second nature. Amen, amen. And so I guess the question would be then, what is the difficult part of being an author um, as a whole? What has been difficult? possibly for you? For those that may be wanting to to try their hand at writing, what do you think would be the most difficult part of being an author or stepping into the arena? Publishing. It's easy to write a book. It's easy to get it in print. But publishing, it, it's a lot. There are lots of people who are uh, writing books every year. And I was reading there, there's hundreds and hundreds of thousands of books that come out every year on Amazon. And you have to compete against them. And it doesn't matter what kind of type or genre that you have. There's always someone that's writing something out there, probably similar to yours, but uh, you just have to get out there and work it yourself. It's not something you would just write and hand it out there. You really have to go out there and, and do your own advertising. You do your, have to do your own marketing, and that's what I do. I call people up. I talk with them. I, I send them out free copies, and I have them to talk about the way I'm talking to uh, you. I just spoke with a, a fellow a couple of months ago on a radio show. I sent him a copy. I have a uh, interview with him tomorrow, and you just have to get it out there and get that exposure. That, that's the most difficult thing for any writer, I believe, is getting the exposure because the competition is just tremendous. There's lots and lots of people out there, and I guess you know that now, who are writing books too. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And um, I had to find myself just focusing on what God was giving me and, and taking it person by person and remembering that even mm -hmm. as a believer for us, we have to remember if it get in one hand, we've done what yeah. God said. And so, um, but it is, it is a task. Um, the marketing, I would say, would be the hardest, as you said. Um, mm -hmm. That would be the most difficult is getting it out, getting it out there and continuously putting it out there. So, um, Very true. so thank you for sharing that. Also, what other avenues are you wanting to explore? Uh, maybe hosting some kind of workshop or any other things other than just writing? Because usually when we step into the writing arena, God starts showing us other things. So yeah. make the play for your book. Um, have you ever thought about that? Yes, I spoke with a gentleman last month about that, and he gave me the name of a company out there in Texas. I forgot the name of it right now. But I'm supposed to be talking to him tomorrow. And uh, he said, uh, you ought to get it into a play. And I even spoke with another lady about 
Oh, last week she said you could turn it into a movie. But I said, let me take one step at a time because uh, I don't want to bite off more than I can chew. So I would love to get into a play. I would love to see it in the, uh, on the uh, big uh, silver screen, so to speak. Uh, I like to go as far as I can go with it. I just, I, I'm not content with just a book. I want to go as far as God would allow it to go, and uh, I would like to get it out there to to motivate people to pick the Bible up to see if these things are so. Of course, my book is fiction, of course, but I want people to get motivated to say, well, you know, that's a pretty good idea that he has with his book, so I'll pick up the Bible to see what it really says. That's what I would like to do. If I can get you to pick up the Bible and read it for yourself, then I think I've done my job because at the same time you're enjoying my book and then you're picking up God's Word, the book of books, and that's what I would like to do. Hey, man, I agree. I agree. Um, awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, my other question for you is what is or who has been your greatest inspiration as um, becoming a writer or even thinking about becoming a writer? Who has been that person or um, maybe people that have inspired you along the way? I would say my parents. And, you know, I just... I just wish they were here to see this. Uh, my mother, she saw my book uh, just a few months before she passed. I just wish she was here. My father was here. He's been, he passed many years ago. I wish they were here to see it, but they, they inspired me when I was a little kid. They said, go to school, get an education. Go to school, get, get an education. Go to church so you can learn some sense and, and take your Bible with you and read it for yourself. They will always say that, read it for yourself. And I, I kept looking at that Bible. I said, it's over a thousand pages. They said, oh, read a little bit, a little bit at a time. It's just like sitting at the dinner table. You eat a little bit at a time, and you can enjoy it. So what I do, I I, uh, I read a Bible a little bit every every day. And back when I was in my, I guess I was nineteen twenty, I read through the Bible from cover to cover for the first time. And everything that they had told me about the Bible, it just thought. Unfolding, it was as if, oh, that's what they meant. Read it for yourself, you'll know. All these things that you used to say in church and all those saying the preacher used to say, I said, oh, I remember him saying this. So my parents were very instrumental in to uh, uh, motivate me to write, and uh, I wish they were here to see it, but, you know, that's one of those things you have to uh, deal with sometimes. You know, you just... You know, the people that inspired you, they're always here, but they were the one who got me uh, started, and they did this when I was probably eight, nine years old. Wow, 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 wow. Um, that's awesome. One one other question I have for you is um, what I know is hard because I, I, I know the word is, is, is in us. And so if you could think of one scripture that is that has kept you and just, you know, it continues to speak to you throughout your career as a as an author, what scripture would that be? If I could think of what now? If you could think of if you could think of one scripture that has kept okay. you has been and inspired you in as an author, what scripture okay. would that be? Oh wow. Mm 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 you call me <laughs> There's so many of them. Oh wow. I could say John 3.16, but that wouldn't be it because it's too easy. Uh, I, I will say this here. It's my favorite one. It comes from the book of Titus, chapter 2, verse 13. It says, looking for that blessed hope and the Lord's appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Because I'm looking forward to him, you know, I, I keep myself busy. 
And I know if I write about the Bible, I will think about the Bible. If I think about the Bible, I'll do things biblical to the best of my ability. So as I'm looking forward to him, I'm always uh, doing something. It's just like if you call a cab. And uh, you know that cab driver's going to come after a while, so you keep looking. But you're busy, keep yourself busy, but you don't want to fall asleep because you'll miss your cab drive or your cab or your taxi. So you, you, you keep looking at the one until that cab comes out there, and then uh, the cab blows that horn. And when the Lord comes out, he's going to blow his horn and that trumpet. So you keep busy. And that's what kept me motivated as a writer. I keep busy doing something for the Lord. Knowing that one day he's gonna blow that trumpet like a cab driver, that one day you know if you call him up, he's gonna come outside your house and you're gonna to toot his horn to let you know he's there. So you gotta be ready at all times. So in preparation of being ready for the Lord to come back, I just keep busy, and that's been a very good motivating uh, scripture for me. Amen, amen. Um, as the word says, only what we do for Christ will last, and so we know. That's all. You're right about that. Um, you know, as Christian authors, we have to continue to go in God, no matter what the industry says. And um, right. I kind of wanted you to kind of talk about that a little bit. I know the industry, uh, when I say industry, I'm talking about literature. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes other things sell faster than what Christian literature does. But what True. what what would you say um, to that? This is what I would say. I say. If you're doing it for God, he would take care of you in the long run. It's kind of like investing a little bit and, and, and uh, getting a good return, like planting a seed, a mustard seed or corn seed. It might be little now. You may have to wait, but that's okay. Or it's like planting an acorn. Uh, the Christian's life is much like an acorn. It turns into an oak tree, but it takes years and years and years. The secular people are much like planting a grain of corn. They get their harvest, but they get it right away. Uh, you put some corn down, you'll get it in six weeks, and within uh, you know two or three months, you, you got something to eat. That's fine. That's fine. But God doesn't always deal that way with Christians. Sometimes we wait and wait and wait and wait. But if we are like the acorn, we end up being a gigantic oak tree. And an oak tree is a big tree. It has more acorns. You can put a big uh, a swing in it. You can put a tree house in it. The squirrels enjoy it. It produces shade, but it takes a long time. And for Christians, you know, the Bible says we just need to be patient because patient work experience, and we just need to wait and wait and wait. I've been writing for 40 years, and now I'm beginning to see the fruit of it. So I know it's like to wait. It's just like a cake. You can't rush a cake if you open it up and do it quickly, it's going to fall. So, Christian, I encourage you to write a book and just wait on the Lord. He will bring everything to pass in his due time because if you get it too early, it's going to be like open up the oven because you're impatient about the cake and it's going to fall. It's going to be warped. So just wait. You'll get it. You'll get it. Amen. Yes, we will. We will. And um, on that glorious day, he will say, well done. That's the most important gift. Um, I have one other question before you share with everybody of um, how to how to buy your book. One, the question that just came to me: um, Are you or have you thought about writing a children's book similar to the way you write um, with the historical fiction? I'm glad you asked that. Matter of fact, I even got an outline for a children's book, but it's it's not 
going to be historical fiction. It's going to be something to teach a lesson about the uh, virtues of telling the truth or the virtues of, of not being nosy, things like that. Sometimes kids get kind of nosy or ask them, what's this and what's that. But uh, I already got the title. I, I said, you know, it'll be a departure from what I normally write. But I have thought about writing a a, a, a children's story. I already got the name of it and everything. And I said, well, I, I know some kids in my church who will love it. And I have a nephew who just turned six. He will love it. And it's just, again, it's about the virtues of being honest, telling the truth, and not meddling in things that don't uh, belong to you. But definitely, I have thought about writing a children's book. I really, really have. Oh, that sounds awesome. Uh, I can't wait to see, um, because I can, it just came to my spirit, and I said, okay, Lord, I'll ask. Um, Mm -hmm. So I can see that coming forth um, for you, Mm -hmm. and just thank you for sharing. And can you tell um, the audience how they can reach you, how they can connect with you, and definitely how they can um, buy your book and get it to book clubs and wherever else God is going to send it? Okay, my book is on Amazon. It's called A Song for Zipporah by David Harris. If you prefer the digital version, it's on Barnes & Noble. It's on Apple. Or you can go to my website, goodbooklets.net, goodbooklets.net, G-O-O-D-B-O-O-K-L-E-T-S.net. You can go there, get the digital version. And I also have some more material on my website. I have about uh, about a dozen booklets up there for ministers, pastors, deacons, Sunday school teachers. Or if you're a Bible student and you want to learn more about the Bible, go to my website, goodbooks.net, and if you scroll down at the bottom, you can find out how you can get a, uh, take advantage of the bonus. It's uh, about a 50% discount if you get everything up there. And that includes the Song for the Borough booklet. You can get everything about about 50% off if you get everything. I, I guarantee you, you'll love it. If you're a Sunday school teacher, if you want to learn something that's practical, like um, how to lose weight using Bible principle, believe it or not, people love that. They want to learn how to lose weight using Bible principle. It's up there. If you want to learn about uh, people of color in the Bible, black folks, if you want to learn about uh, things like uh, doctrinal things, like uh, one of my favorite, uh, blasphemy against the Holy Ghost, it's up there. I got lots of stuff up there, and you would just enjoy it. But you know, if you want the digital version, because a lot of people like the digital version, you can go to my website, goodbooks.net. If you want the paperback, go to Amazon and look up A Song for the Poor by David Harris. You'll enjoy it. I guarantee it. Hey, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Minister Harris, for sharing. Um, You're welcome. Any last words of encouragement before we close out? Yes. For those of you who are thinking about writing, write. Just write a little bit every day. It took me 13 months to get mine out there, but I did it. Some days I couldn't come up with nothing. I had what was called right of the block. Uh, sometime a week or two went by, but I never gave up. You can do it. You can do it. You can do all things through Christ Jesus with strengthening you. Do it, do it, and do it. And don't give up. If you write a page a day, a page a day, at the end of the year, that's 365 pages. So you can do it. You can do it, so do it. Amen. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Amen. Thank you for sharing your awesome book, and thank you for what you're doing for others and just ministering through your words of um, your writing. So thank you for that. I'm going to go ahead and pray out. Father, we thank you, O God, for your man of God. We thank you, O God, for what you're doing in his life. 
Father, we thank you, O God, for what you will continue to do and what you have yet to do in his life. God, we pray, O God, for his family. We pray, O God, for those that he will reach across the world, O God. We thank you, O God, for whoever was listening, O God, that they heard something that inspired them, O God. So we thank you and we give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise for you alone are worthy. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Amen, amen. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us, and thank you all for listening to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influences Broadcast. Have a phenomenal week.